Ian. Yes, Dave. So tonight, Ian, I'm Dave, you're Ian. This is the Apex Adjacent Podcast. Just tonight, you're Dave, I'm Ian. Just for tonight. After that, we'll switch it up, okay? Yeah. I'll grow a whole bunch more body hair and... Yeah. Yeah, you'll get. By the way, if any listeners can hook us up with a face-off situation, (laughs) we think it'd be good for the show. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Smash cut to like Ike and Donnie coming at us with two sawzalls. Like (laughs) we got, we got this. All right. So (laughs) this. So Ian, welcome to the show. Welcome everyone listening. We're we're, and watching. We're we're very thankful that you're here because tonight's going to be a little bit of a different episode. So we don't have. Would you say that it's a very special episode? (laughs) It is. Are we going to learn a lesson? Yes, about why we shouldn't let that guy take photographs of us in the bicycle (laughs) shop. Uh, (laughs) Call back to different strokes. Um, Okay, so. Uh, tonight, uh, we're going to talk about two things. So our, our beloved uh, token track driver, 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 Ian here has been doing some of the driver things, right? In addition to that, we also have the first press car that we've actually had for a week for quite some time. So uh, in this episode, you're not going to get a license plate game. You're not going to get uh, an FMK cars. You're not going to get, you know, the normal uh, kind of tomfoolery that we do. Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to do a little bit of storytelling and we're going to have some fun. And we're going to talk about this, uh, this very interesting Toyota RAV4 that we uh, we've had for a week. Right. Yes. yes. Right? OK, so let's let's set the stage here. So, Ian, uh, you rented a seat mm-hmm. in the. 24 hours of lemons race out at high plains raceway right yes, and this is their their true 24 hour race they have on the calendar every year um out at high plains called high plains drifter and it is uh yeah it gets dark out there it, was, <laughs> it is not a lit track um, right right so yeah it was my first ever 24 hour race right it was a big experience right Yes. On top of that, like you did some racing in Oklahoma, but like before that, like it was a pretty big drought of track driving for you, of of race driving, wheel to wheel race driving, right? Yeah. You had the track day where I blew up my Viggen. You had a an Oklahoma race, and now Mm -hmm. this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It had been a while, and you know, I kind of I got lucky with this team because they were like, it's a cool team of like rally drivers. Um, and then uh, a guy who has raced lemons for years and has put lots of different cars together and stuff like that. And they were working on this truck, trying to get this Chevy S10 with a V8 to work. And um, yeah, yeah. After when I first heard that, I was like, "Oh, this thing is gonna rip! It's gonna be awesome! Um, it's gonna be so much fun!" And it was, um, but I learned a lot more about the history of the truck, like kind of slowly (laughs) as as the experience progressed. But like I tried to go and help out before the race and stuff with with the truck and I got to test a little bit um, with them, which um, I'll I'll say I really, I think, I think I really enjoyed testing race cars Okay. I, I might enjoy testing race cars more than I like racing race cars a little bit. Okay. It was, it was really fun to like, 
you know, get in a new car, drive it, and, you know, at, like, shakedown pace, not, like, not pushing crazy hard or anything, and just being, like, these are the things I like about it, these are the things I don't like about it, and then, you know, making adjustments. It was cool. That's really interesting. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could fun. see myself enjoying the shakedown stuff more than the actual track driving or right. race driving. Yeah, right. that's really interesting. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the racing was a lot of fun too. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, and similarly, uh, while you were doing that, I uh, took a delivery of our 2021 Toyota. <clears throat> okay, let's read this name because it's. Yeah. Should we say it together? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 2021, 2021 Toyota, Toyota Rav4. Optimus Prime, Prime X S E A W D S U V. The VIN is J. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hybrid. Yes, yes. So it is a yes plug-in hybrid. Uh, very red uh, vehicle. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can pull up a picture here. And uh, and yeah, so it's. Um, it was the first one that we've had in, in a while. Uh, let me share my screen here. Um, not something that you and I would normally gravitate towards, but I think that like in reference to what we're going to be talking about this evening, I, I think it's, it's appropriate and interesting, right? Yeah. And I, so we, we got the opportunity to get on the schedule for some press cars and stuff. And what, this was one of them. And I was excited because I, I thought like, oh, this is the least lemonsy car I can think of. Right, right. It's right? dovetailing with this event in your life, right? Yeah, and it was yeah, it was it coincided with the the lemons event, and I was like, okay, there's no less lemonsy car than a Rav Four. Right, right. So, so for anyone who doesn't know, kind of describe why that is. Let's let's. Well, twenty. I mean, twenty four hours of lemons. If you listen to our episode. A week ago, two weeks ago. During that episode, we never said what lemons was. Oh, 24 hours of lemons is basically like cheap racing, right? It's, it's cheap endurance racing. So the idea is you start with a $500 car and you race it in an endurance style, like Le Mans, right? But it's a lemon because it's a lemons, blah, blah, blah. Right. And you get like crazy themes and it's lots of personality and lots of, um, you know, lots of humor and all the things that you don't associate with, like kind of a boring crossover. Um, a, a lot of like uh, last-minute fixes, bailing tape and duct, uh, bailing wire and duct tape, chewing gum. A plenty. Yes, yes, right? right. Like, yeah, just barely getting by. I think is right. kind of right. Like, just good enough to get out there and turn laps. Yes, and 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 that is not, you know, that's not Toyota Rav Four. The, the Toyota Rav Four is is sensible, and that is the end of the, uh, you know, the descriptors for it. <laughs> well, sensible. It it is, and I think that we have plenty more to say about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. but you're exactly right. Like it, when it comes to like lemons, is typically. Um, very chaotic, right? Like there's there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of stuff going on, and with the Toyota Rav Four, there's like 
there's absolutely no chaos whatsoever, right? It's completely removed. Right. And I think I, when I first, like when I first realized that this was going to happen, my initial thought was, this will be really funny mm-hmm. to like bring a not very lemonsy car to a lemons event. And then as, um, as we got closer and as like, I, the reality of like finding a place to sleep and finding a place to just change into my racing suit and out of my racing suit and having and, to drive an hour and a half out there and back. Yeah. And all that stuff. And then realizing I was going to have to do a, a, a work call while mm-hmm. I was out there as all that stuff started coming, I realized like my car uh-huh. Feet over my shoulder for who's only listening. Um, also a little bit lemonsy. Uh, not not really like not really a, a an oasis of calm, right? right? It's not it's not a spa day in my R- car. Right, right. Great point. Great point. Right. You know, and so like as we got into the weekend, I kind of like I let the norminess of the RAV4 sort of wash over me. Okay. Uh-huh. And just let the cooled seats like hold me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And right. and I didn't care really that it was a car that I would not normally buy or not normally be interested in. And it like allowed me to actually realize like, oh, it's probably the best driving one of these I've ever driven. You know, like Right. Right. It it kind of like brought my guard down because normally I think with a small crossover, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately. Yeah. Our hackles get up a little bit, unless it's something mm-hmm. like really interesting, like say like the Volvo XC 40, right. Where it's like, we didn't like that one though. We, we didn't, but at least like we were like, like we were shoving each other out of the way to, to give it a yeah. try. Right? Right, right. Yeah. We were doing that thing where we both try to go through the door at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. yeah. And I, and honestly, I've never driven a Toyota RAV4 before this. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I've driven a few generations of them before. Okay. I, I've um, ridden in a first gen, but that was it. Yeah. 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 And they're, they're fine. Well, yeah, they like they set out to be to do a thing, right? Like it's, you know, it's in this vein of Honda CRV, like yeah. it's like uber capable um it, and yet not as um it doesn't posture as much as something like a Dodge Journey, right? Because like you put your kids in the back of this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I would assume it was a, a lot easier than it was in a Dodge Journey, right? The, the Dodge Journey is kind of like, like, like you know, you said, like, you know, you're a big, strong man. You don't, you don't have to have a minivan. And like, yeah. the, you know, the RAV4 is like, no, you have a crossover. It's going to do crossover things all the time, right? Yeah. I think, honestly, I think the biggest thing about it was the, the plug-in hybrid part of it. Okay. Like that, that part of it really because you know like rav4 and um crv and those like they basically invented this like small crossover sort of genre right um and they've always been honestly pretty terrible to drive but the the plug-in hybrid thing makes it make more sense for someone like me who lives like in a city or something like that you know downtown because honestly 
drive, he only has like 40 miles of range, I think, uh, on the battery. Okay. Um, but it was, it was really nice to just like do the school run and complete EV mode. Right. You know, right. like that sort of thing. Right. I would rather it was a station wagon still. Sure. Sure. But that's not a thing that's available. Right. So, right. So you have to take a six inch higher station wagon. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it was nice and it fucking scoots, man. <laughs> it does. It, it motors along, right? Like I think, yeah. uh, from a stoplight, we like, we really like how it takes off. Uh, the like highway, um, on-ramp merging power is weapons grade. Good. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I scared myself on the way home, uh, passing and coming up on somebody too quick. Like mm-hmm. it's, it moves, man. It'll kind of go out from under you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that the, 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 the power is good. The utility is good. Right. Um, and, and, and much better with both of those things are much better given the hybrid right. nature of it. Right. Right. Where, where's like, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, no, 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 I was, cause I was going to move on to the things that I didn't think are very good. Sure. Yeah. Like, it, um, and, and just to kind of round that out, I think that like, that's one thing like where you would want to make a compromise in an area in order to move the needle in one specific area from good to great. Right. Yeah. You, you're, you'll take a concession from somewhere else in the vehicles, like, Ground clearance, for example, right? Yeah, you'll take a compromising ground clearance and then also cat theft proof your car yourself because nobody Mm -hmm. can get anything underneath it, let alone a floor jack, right? But yeah, to move that to great. Whereas like the RAV4 is just kind of all around good, right? Like, and it's perfectly fine with the needle like in that area, right? It's not going to move that chart outside of that and it's like and it's fine right right yeah right yeah yeah i I'll, I'll say like i think the you know if you're if driving dynamics are important to you mm-hmm. then i think like um some of the other things we've driven in this segment are better like the mazdas or the kia hyundais right right like if, if you know handling and and that sort of stuff is is more important than there are other options as well. Um, the big thing though, I think. Yeah. That we need to get to, right? Yeah. Let's just break the seal on the bad news. Right. Right. It's $50,000 as it sits as the one that one that we drove. So the one that we drove has a few options. It's got, a, a special paint color that's uh, I think so the, the, the 425 prime, bucks. This prime hybrid that we drove starts yeah. at forty one thousand dollars. Right, right. So that's that's the first thing, and then there's about basically a total of uh, seventy five hundred eight eight thousand dollars, something like that, in options. Right, right. The premium package sets you almost back four grand. Ten inch color heads up display. Like the the resolution on the screen could have been better. Um, I did like the matte finish because they really nailed the non-reflective stuff. Um, I'm sure the kids love the big uh, panoramic roof. 
They did. They were actually really, they really liked the, uh, the video. Um, the video rearview mirror. Yeah. Let's talk about that. The video rearview mirror is really good. And it's, it's funny because you mentioned like how bad the resolution is on the infotainment screen. It's way better on the camera. <laughs> you can like zoom in and stuff and move the camera around. It's really cool. Uh, really cool to play with. And I, I thought it was going to be distracting. Yeah. Um, uh, the only thing that is weird about it is like I'm used to, and I, it's something that you would get used to, but I caught myself like, especially when I had the kids in the back, you know, I would pop up to try uh-huh. to see the kids in the uh-huh. mirror. But the it's just a video me. screen. Yeah. There's a video screen. So it doesn't change when you move. Right. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's great. And it had the top down, uh, like parking assistant yeah we thing. call that the drone view like the drone view of the parking yeah yeah right all that all that is great um the infotainment system is terrible as it has been in toyota's for a while right um, at least it yeah. finally has carplay and some lexus features are moving into this segment finally like yeah. um the adaptive cruise control lane keep assist uh, the brake hold, that's a big one for me because I'm very lazy and my 2008 Lexus has me very spoiled. I don't like keeping my foot on a brake pedal at a stoplight. I turn like muscle memory, turn on the brake hold every time I get in that car. I, yeah, I didn't, does it, does this one have? The yeah, hold? it does. It has I brake didn't hold. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is one of Dave's most sought after features now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. just just let my fidgety legs do their thing at a stoplight. Yeah, I did yeah. use I did use the adaptive cruise control and the lane keep stuff. It was it did great. Um, okay, I think it's actually maybe a little bit better on the adaptive cruise control than my Volkswagen is. Oh, okay. The other ones I've tested, like it didn't like Rubber the lane band. keep. The lane keep is still like it ping pongs. Yeah, you know? like it's still not great, but. Um, yeah, it doesn't rubber band as much when somebody, um, like pulls in front of you and then pulls away. That's uh-huh. like the big yeah. thing that always confuses those systems. It just kind of like pulls along, which is great. Partly I think because of that, the instant, you yeah. know, electric motor response, uh, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, that stuff is great. Um, you know, I think the other thing that's not great is the the um, the harshness from the engine. Like yeah. when when the gas engine is running, yeah, is pretty bad. Like especially if you're in charge mode and it it revs more to um, uh, you know to to charge. Yeah, um, I think that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make because charge mode is so nice. It is. So basically on the way to the track on Friday, so Friday we had like, yeah. So Friday we had like a prep day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk prep. Yeah. Registration and, you know, practice getting in and out of the truck and getting all that, uh, you know, getting the truck finished running and making some final stuff on it. Um, Getting the pit set up, all that stuff. Um, I knew I was going to have to do a work call like halfway through the day. Okay. Um, and I knew it was going to be hot as balls. So right. I put it in charge mode 
to charge the battery back up because I only you only get like forty miles of range. So I got I got basically onto the highway with electric motors, and then I put it in charge mode, which basically means that like it it uh, ramps up the regen whenever you lift off the the uh, throttle, right? And then it also uses the gas engine more to charge the batteries. Okay. Okay. Um, because I might, because my thought was it'd be nice to be able to just run the air conditioner off the batteries while I'm at the track, and then also be able to use like the there's a 120 volt plug in the back. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and I had to do a work call, like a Zoom call, like with my laptop. So I had that thing plugged in. There was Wi-Fi at the track, so I just was like in an air conditioned box. That's pretty quiet inside and you couldn't i don't think anyone on the call could hear that i was at a racetrack okay okay um so yeah this is this is me um you can see my cord running into the back there yeah yeah use the plug power and, cord back there yeah yeah and i just like hung out in the the rav4 doing my my work call with the air conditioner blasting it was great nice nice okay yeah. okay and you had got, like a little mobile office yeah, I got lots of brake fluid and grease on my laptop. Is this <laughs> what you want? Usually, yes. Yeah, so stand up very well to those things. Yes. Uh, um, so yeah, that was Friday, and then I went. I went home on Friday, and um, and then got ready for the race. On okay. Saturday, which ran from noon to noon, Saturday to Sunday. Yeah. So so talk me through your at home like race preparation. Like what'd you do at the house? What'd you load up in the car? Mm-hmm. Give me the whole give me the whole prep morning of Rocky theme is playing in your head, like, you know, kind of kind of feel. Well, first things first, uh, I did injure myself this weekend. <laughs> and it's it's a very Oh Ian. Me injury. Can I say okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. What'd you do? So during race prep, uh huh. Um, I um, I I nicked my finger on my um, pastry knife making scones for the team. <laughs> that was the only injury I sustained no. <laughs> during my racing. <laughs> <laughs> No, you did not. I did. You did, did. not. Oh this my god! Exactly what happened. You dainty I, little British boy. So here's what happened. Oh my god! Yeah. Is that when you're making scones? I can't when handle you. Whatever you're making pastries of any sort, oh. temperature management is key. Oh boy! You gotta okay. manage the temperature. You gotta yeah, manage. Yeah, you can't the let the, you can't let the butter bleed out. Yeah. Okay. See? See yeah, I know. Happens. I watched I, enough Great British Bake Off to know what's going on. We call so it gonna, we call it cake and bacon in our house. Yeah, so I was gonna cut the the butter in, and so what I usually do is I cut up the butter mm-hmm. and I stick it in the freezer for right. a little bit. So that yep. way I get a little extra time yep. to work with it. Very important. Time is key. Right, you get a little extra time to keep it cooler, and I screwed up and I forgot I was doubling the recipe. I was doubling my bacon cheddar chive scone recipe. <laughs> I know. I, what? Yeah, no. what? I know what the lemons team wants. <laughs> Scones. <laughs> well, it's it's a food you can eat on the go. So I hey, like honestly, like you know what? if 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 you're out at a race, them. yeah, I'm sure they were fantastic. If you're out at a racetrack, I would kill for one of those. Yeah, I brought yeah. two types of scones. I brought bacon, cheddar, 
uh, chive scones, and then I brought some of my. I think I've made these for you before. My raspberry. Yeah. With the orange zest and the ginger and the chocolate. Yep. Yep. Yeah, those are very good. Yeah. Yeah, you're you a good what? little baker boy. Yeah. You know what? You, the, the racers are fancy lads. Uh, fancy <laughs> they are. Lads. They are. Yep. Hey, anyway, I bring I bring an espresso machine, so together we make a complete pair. I brought an AeroPress and a hand crank. Hell yeah. Grinder. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we had. I, I brought the scones, but I was making the scones, and I had left the butter in the freezer too long, and it was really hard, and I went like that. And it kind of like jerked and I jerked it up and I, I cut my little fingy, Dave. <laughs> Let me see. Cut my, cut Let me see. Fingy. Let me cut, see. Here, I'll, I'll kiss it for you. Mwah. There you. you go. You. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my racing injury. Was <laughs> scraping my oh, finger. Oh, man. Making scones. You're a whole thing and I'm here for it. I love yeah. you, buddy. I really do. Yeah. I, I think to, today or tomorrow might be the sixth anniversary of our podcast. This is a great way to celebrate it. Mm -hmm. You just, Ian, just Ian it up. Oh, for a hundred percent. Yep. And then I also brought like, you know, six things of LaCroix because. Right. 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 And Heaven forbid about, you drink still. <laughs> right. One of the people were like, what, what is this? Sparkling water? And I went, oh yeah. And I just popped my, my pinky. <laughs> kept drinking my my fancy land water. Nice, nice. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so the the I basically put I I brought like a sleeping bag and okay. stones and my little a uh, little like inflatable like backpacking sleeping pad thing. Okay. And a, yeah. And a and a pillow and like a change of clothes. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and all the race sun, stuff, right? And all the race stuff and sunscreen and some yep. snacks and a cooler and that sort of stuff fireproof underpants right yes oh and i brought a wagon which was very yes those are clutch. Very clutch yes yep. it turned out to be very clutch because they didn't have one and so that was the only way we were able to transport fuel jugs around the paddock which turned out to be a really important thing yeah yeah uh-huh yeah nice yep. okay yeah some kind of wheeled transport is very important mm -hmm. at, at yeah least. because so you did the chub car race with us yep. and in chump car you get like a permanent hot pit spot yes and lemons isn't like that lemons you cannot do anything in the hot pit other than like fuel and do driver change ah uh, okay and so the hot pit is like a ephemeral right okay you, you don't have a dedicated space no there's okay. just like a little bit of hot pit space and then everything else happens back at your paddock spot okay so you have to move fuel back and forth gotcha um, gotcha yeah so it's kind of a pain um but so that that the the wagon became pretty important sure um, sure to, to move stuff around what'd you what'd you do to prep the rav4 did you charge it up overnight i did i charged it and then ran it in um charge mode for like the last half of the drive out okay uh, to the track okay um they ran out of brake clean, so I had to stop at a Home Depot and grab some brake clean and sure. some other random stuff. Uh, and then got there. Did we uh, went through tech the day? Oh, we went through tech on Friday. Okay. And they were like, "We've seen this car before. Zero laps, Class C, which is the lowest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> lowest class. No penalty laps. Okay." 
so which is really interesting because so mm -hmm. this this truck is is a Chevy S10, a nice small little mini truck, right? Mm -hmm. Like this was a million people in Missouri's first car, and some would say dream car, right? Yeah, like I think people, it's technically a Sonoma. Oh, okay, GMC Sonoma. Okay, all right, but same thing. Exactly right, and so this is uh, this is LS swapped. This is a this it's is not LS. I think it's a, a Vortec engine. It's like oh, an okay. old. It's like an old Tahoe engine. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a junkyard Tahoe engine. Sure. Pre LS. Gotcha. So, like on paper, you would think like little truck, big V eight. You know, like minimum moving parts, like. This should be a pretty solid like winning formula, right? Mm -hmm. And on top of that, like you said, like this thing should rip, right? And yeah. then and then they class it the lowest class and don't give you any penalty laps. Right. Right. And we were like, oh, did we get away with something there? And then the race kind of started and we were really competitive in the beginning. Like we were running uh we had like i think at the end of the race by the end of the race we had one driver that was very very fast yeah i watched yeah you guys streamed the most i think two six or eight hour sessions on youtube yeah and we'll put those uh links in in the description of this show i don't know i think they were unlisted so i don't think they were still around but um i think they were streaming only i don't think they were actually recorded i i did go back and watch one of them so oh, yeah well, yeah okay. if you, you stream to youtube it stays up there yeah oh sweet okay yeah um anyway so yeah there were five drivers um i was the slow driver of the group but um uh, we had scott who is uh he used to drive indie lights and oh wow okay he's like a legit like driver driver yeah um he was crazy fast I, I watched some of his times he threw that thing around yeah he's very smooth very fast very great in traffic great in traffic like yeah so good um he ran i think his fastest time was like a 219 okay yeah which is yeah. quick my, uh, my wife and i were watching some of those we dipped in and we watched some of your sessions as well she she was yelling at other cars for you <laughs> she got very upset at a yellow car yeah yeah uh-huh um yeah i was not as fast as him he's so fast uh so he did a 219 and here's the thing is that like that was on saturday right right the the truck we drove on saturday is not the truck we finished with on sunday <laughs> i drove three times okay. and i was telling brian the the team owner and he agreed with me that like i drove three different race cars okay okay all right like it was it was so different from uh each each stint had something totally different happening right okay um the truck ran great on Saturday and, you know, through the heat and all of that. Yeah, I think you guys saw 100 degree temperatures out there. Yeah, it was about 100 degrees. I was in during like the hottest part of the day. Um, they didn't run a cool suit. Why did you not run a cool suit? I don't think they just had didn't have time. Like they was, what? Just, you know, they didn't have time or money to do it. Um, it was hot. Um, I was like sticking my hand out the window to direct air in to try to get some 
trying to get some air in yeah. on, the, on the straights. Um, it, it, it was, it was hot and it, the, the tires were greasy and it was, um, so it was challenging from that respect, but it was a lot of fun because it was one of the better, better feeling stints that I've ever had in a car because it was like, it was working. Right. Right. And it was a track that I know like really well. Yeah. And I had driven the truck before, um, in testing or whatever. And it's not like, it's so neutral and forgiving. Okay. I really thought it was going to be super pointy, you know, Mm -hmm. because it was going to be super light in the back. Right. Um, but the amount of traction this thing has out of corners is crazy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's so neutral. So you can like, if it starts to understeer, you just kind of put your foot down and it just, it just point pushes you out. Okay. You you just lean on the traction and go. Um, it's, it's really nice. And I still like, I'm still like not near the limit on a lot of, especially the faster corners, which really hurts my lap time. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, when it's working, it's, it's so much fun. Okay. Um, I, yeah, it was, it handled totally differently than I thought it was going to. Interesting. Yeah. Cause you like on paper, you would think it's going to be a handful, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Little truck, big V8. Yeah. Tons of torque. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no weight in the rear, but it was, it was great. Huh. Um, okay. Yeah. That um, was, that was the truck that you drove during your first stint. Yeah. And right. then during the second stint in the middle of the night is when it really kind of started to go bad. We, as far give as me a time frame. What time was this stint around? I drove at like, I drove first at, in the afternoon, like three to right, like three thirty to five ish or something. Okay, like so I think you were the third driver, yes. right? Because and... a, stint, a normal normal stint for anybody who doesn't know is about two hours. They cap right. it at two hours for the drivers, right? Yeah, and that was one of the things that like it was a new fuel tank, new fuel system. We were really trying to understand how much fuel we had. Sure. And I thought I had I thought it had missed a couple of times. So oh, okay. In. Yeah. And it turned out I had a, a lot more running left. I could have stayed out. Oh, okay. Um, and that was just us like figuring out the stint lengths. Sure, um, sure. We didn't know if we could go a full two hours or not. And it turned out like, ooh, sort of we could go two hours. Okay. Um and then I drove again at like um, two o'clock in the morning or something like that. And it was um, obviously a lot cooler out. So it right. like, a little more grip and all that sort of stuff, but it's dark. But you're driving a race car on a non-lit track at night. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it really like you kind of get into a rhythm and it's not, the, we had the headlights more dialed than during the test day. So like okay. it, was, it was more comfortable and honestly, like being around traffic was almost better because you right. have other light, light sources. Yeah. Yeah. And there was probably a good, uh, like just the right amount of attrition in the field. Right. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have that initial crowded 
traffic from the start, right? Right. Some cars like, have dropped off, right? Right. And there was like a handful of people who just like parked their cars at night and didn't feel like driving at night. Oh wow. Sort of okay. Thing. Okay. Um. So. So you know, we kind of I was kind of pounding around, but the the big thing that happened then was that we we didn't have any comms. We didn't. We had no radio during my stint. Really? Okay. And during my stint is when um, we started to lose, really started to lose power. We were losing power the two like two or three stints before that. Even at the end of my first stint, we were starting to lose power noticeably. But during my during my second stint, it was really noticeable. And then I started to notice that the oil pressure was dropping. Oh, okay. And I had no way to communicate. Right, right. And it's not, and it's not my truck. Right, right. <laughs> it's not my car. So I basically, like, it was slowly kind of dropping under full load. Like it started out around, you know, 55, 60 pounds and then was under full load, like slowly dropping. And it was then, and every straight, it would get the, okay. the valley of where it would drop to would get lower and lower. Okay. And I was like, okay, as soon as it dropped below 40 pounds, I'm going in. Right, right. That was what it, that was the deal I made with myself. Right, so that, right. That got me like another like 20 or 30 minutes. And then I went in and they were surprised to see me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like the team owner was in bed and like you know, they were he was taking a nap and um and then we were we spent a lot of time like trying to get the comms working and all this other stuff. And eventually we were just like, you know, we just got to go. We've okay. Gotta get, we've got to yeah. get back out. Got to keep turn turning laps. laps. Yeah. And so I don't, we didn't ever really resolve that issue. We just, okay. We're monitoring oil level and all that other stuff. And eventually it was just like, we, we have to turn laps and as many laps as we can until this thing breaks. Okay. Um, so I think, I think what they landed on was that the oil was just like, staying up in the head uh-huh. and was getting trapped there and um and that was the the big issue and that's why it was happening under like full load right right um down the down the straights but we were i mean losing power like we had so remember scott he drove two longer stints so he drove that first stint where he got that like 219 right and then by the end of the race he was the driver that finished us out he was getting 237s oh wow okay in the 230 ranges yeah yeah bad you know um it was it was nearly undrivable by the third by the last uh the last stint um by sunday real quick before you hopped in at like what did you say? Like one a.m., two a.m.? Yeah, one or two a.m. Something like did, that. Did you get any sleep before that? I did. So I, um, I went back to the Rav Four and okay. then like put it in EV mode and turn on the climate control. Uh huh. And yeah, I slept in the back there. With, that was my little setup, drying out my race, my very sweaty race suit. Okay. It, so you folded the rear seats down in the Rav Four, right? Yeah, yeah. Fold the seats down, spread all my stinky stuff out, and then laid down uh, and and got some sleep. Okay. Um, it took me a little while to fall asleep, but then I 
I slept in there for like two and a half hours, two and a half, oh, three wow. hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was nice. The only bad thing is like it thought like somebody had left the car on. So it beeped at me uh, after the first hour. It was like, are you sure? Okay. Yeah. You want to keep it on? So right. I had to go like put it back on. Right. Um, it's not like an 18 wheeler or like a big diesel truck that's just made to high idle like forever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just running off the battery. Uh, so it just ran the climate control off the battery. Okay. Which was perfect. Right. And uh, I will say I'm probably like the tallest you could be for this to be comfortable. I, I, I was going to ask, like in some cars, I know like that rear seat will fold down so that you can put your head on the center console to get that mm. like extra like eight inches of space in between the front and the front two seats. I don't think so because there was kind of a gap between. The, yeah, yeah. I didn't play with that though. I could have maybe played with the headrest because there's a center headrest. Okay. Um, okay. I didn't really play with that because I fit. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, but yeah, it 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 was more comfortable than I thought it was going to be, uh, for sure. And it was so nice to have like an air conditioned, right, place that I could go to, and just. And it was like back in the spectator parking. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like in the paddock. Right. Um, right. And at first I was like bummed that I couldn't get a space in the paddock. But then I was like, you know what? It's actually nice. Right. <laughs> right. I could just like walk away, be in my own little climate controlled little sanctuary. Little, little world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they had to come wake me up. Uh huh. Okay. Because <laughs> I slept longer than I had expected to. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, a a testament to the Rav Four, like being able to isolate you from a freaking racetrack, mm-hmm. right? Like what, fifty, sixty cars turning laps? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Had, there were sixty nine cars and a um, million generators going on trackside. Like yep. All yeah, of that noisy. stuff happening. Yeah, it's not a quiet environment. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it it turned out it turned out perfect uh, for for and that was exactly what it needed to be. Like, I think I wrote like it's in my normie oasis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good, uh, good. Okay, so you had your night stint. You had the truck losing power, right? Then mm-hmm. after after that stint, um, after you you were done with that, like what what was going on then like where were you where were you guys as far as standings go what were your lap times like towards the end of that uh overnight stint yeah give me the deets man yeah the lap times during the overnight stint is like mid 230s high 230s right you know because you everyone's tired everyone's Mm -hmm. there's traffic and you're a little more caught or you know i was you're like a little more cautious and we were starting to have performance issues. Right, right. Um, the thing that happened in the morning, the big thing that happened in the morning, like into the because I drove. Oh, I drove later than that because I drove into dawn. Oh wow! Okay, okay. You were watching the sun come up, huh? Maybe I don't remember now. <laughs> no, no, it was dark out. No, it was dark out. I because okay. then I drove again at right at dawn. So okay. yeah, I drove probably at like one to like three ish. Okay. Almost three. And then again from at, after six. Okay. Um, 
And the morning stint was really, really tough because there was just a lot of things to manage because not only were we having the power issues and they were getting worse with every stint, we had the clutch was slipping. Oh, no. Um, And the big thing was the, the rear brake caliper sprung a leak. And so we had no rear brakes. Really? Okay. There was just no rear brakes. So we would fill up the brake reservoir and it would just empty itself. No. Oh, yeah. no. So we had front brakes only. Oh, my God. Uh, like no Like power. a go-kart, right? But the reverse. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, the reverse. Yeah. Yeah, so front brakes only. And, and it made it just like really um, unpredictable. Right. So like, yeah, you would have, so it just made it like every pedal, uh, use was an adventure. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You didn't know how much brakes or where you were going to have them. Cause sometimes the rear brakes would work and sometimes right. it wouldn't. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you'd lock the front brakes and when that happened, you just understeer. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you're basically playing car handling slot machines at that point. Right. Right. And then when you step on the throttle, no idea how much power you're going to have. Right, right. Which means there's no predicting your braking zone. Right, right. Right, like your braking zone is just they're completely by feel because you don't know how much brake you're going to have. And also you don't really know how fast you're going because you don't know how well you did out of the last corner. <laughs> right, right. So all of the rhythms that you had going into this stint were just gone. completely off, right? Yeah, completely right. gone. Right. And right. it's just managing, you know, trying to, because, you know, there was like magic throttle positions where it wouldn't uh, miss so bad. Okay, you know? okay. And it wouldn't, and the, and the oil pressure wouldn't drop. So you're like, just one eye on the oil pressure, trying to find a throttle position. Okay, okay. As you're getting to a braking zone and then going like, I don't know what's gonna happen now, Wee! Oh, wow, okay, okay. Yeah, and so it was, it was really, really hard. And I also didn't, I had, I could talk to the, I could talk to the pit, but I couldn't hear them. Yeah, they came back garbled to you, right? No, I heard I heard nothing. Oh, okay. I could I could hear like on the YouTube stuff. I could hear. I oh, think maybe, really? Yeah, I think they came clear to you, but you were garbled to them. Something like that, as far as the streaming goes. But obviously, oh, it was different in the car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was definitely challenging to like manage all that stuff, and then you know, on top of it, we were running second or third in class okay out of uh there was like 20 some cars in c and we were okay. second or third pretty nice. much the whole we were second third or fourth the whole race gotcha um and we almost finished second in class and then the it was scott was in the car we had to fuel him really quickly um get him back out and the team that was running third was 15 seconds a lap faster than us whoa because the performance would dropped off so poor so wow bad. Okay. and they got us with maybe three or four laps to go okay, okay. it was that it was that close that's amazing um, over 24 hours yeah, yeah. right right it was so close uh for uh for second or third place yeah in the class yeah 
That's awesome, uh, man. That's so awesome. I, I think, yeah, I think we ended up finishing like 13th overall. Okay. 13th or 14th overall that's amazing like it's a testament to like consistency because consistency just staying out there turning laps like yeah right like focusing on that like staying out getting it done right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but i mean the big news from for us finishing though was that we got a judges award and like (laughs) the judges award yeah so tell people about this because you were awarded the very prestigious the most prestigious lemons award it is mm-hmm. it is awarded at every race to a team yeah it's called the index of effluency yes right so yes so we we got awarded the index of effluency and here's uh the patch that you get on top of our very ruined yeah <laughs> left tire yeah so it's a patch that shows oil spilling out of the o very appropriate right yeah and it basically means like you did the most with the least so you did you got the biggest pile of crap the 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 farthest we had a a volunteer come up to us the uh, the volunteer was like at the um pit exit um yeah checks your armband and wristbands and all that stuff and she was like, every time you guys came past us, we were just like, oh, they're not going to make it. You know, because <laughs> the truck sounded terrible. Okay. So like half the race, it was it was barely running. You right. Know, we had to like keep revving it because it wouldn't idle. And it was like, it was running on seven-ish cylinders. Right, right. I mean, it, it was not, it was not in a good place. And it was pretty obvious to everybody. Right, um, right. And I think people also, you know, could see our laptops just like just consistently trending down. Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, it was (laughs) it was it was a shock that we got this because, Uh like you said, on paper, you know, it's a it's a tiny truck with a big V8. Right. and And Corvette front brakes. That should be cheaty. Right. Right. It is not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. I also look at how you finished that tire. Like that thing is seconds away from blowing out. Yeah. I will it's, say this is not me probably because right. I'm, like I said, I'm slow. You, you were actively putting tread back onto the tire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You left it in comfort mode. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah okay yeah the thing and the the fun thing too is that like i will say i i'm very happy i didn't i didn't have any four offs no black flags right um you know no incidents of any sort while i was driving um but uh the the driver the pro driver who had who was watching in the pits because they had the video camera streaming yeah in the car which makes you really think like every time you make a mistake like oh these guys they're are, all watching they're all watching and i know and for i'm fact, watching uh-huh I, yeah i know for a fact that they're heckling me right now right like, right that's what we were all doing with the other right. drivers right and it was like it was so that it made it there was a little more pressure but he told me like that they were commenting that my lines were all very fast, but I just wasn't doing very fast laptops. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
So like, it's the same story with me where like, you know, I have, I'm, I'm smooth and accurate with my lines, but uh, I just need to go faster. Okay. I need to break less. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just need to uh, stop being afraid, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Self-preservation is a real son of a bitch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. It, it's a little bit easier to turn off on the go-kart track than it is in a pickup truck on a racetrack in the middle of the night. For sure. I did notice one thing, though, that I, and, I, and I feel like it, it was hard to quantify it, though, because the truck was running so poorly when I got back in. But after I got out of my stint, I watched one of the other drivers who had faster lap times than me. And I noticed that they that he was like he was really um, he had a different line than I did. And I like really s- tend to square off my corners. OK, that's just my style is like I tend to go deep squared off and and drive through drive through the corner instead of like you know uh kind of like taking more momentum through the corner and he was taking a much more like shallower line but carrying more speed okay Okay. just like using some understeer to kind of like get him out uh to to kind of scrub speed and and it was a lot faster with that truck and I think it's like because I'm used to driving the all-wheel drive car, right, right, right. You like square it off, and you want to just use the traction to get out. But this, that was a lot. It was a lot faster. And I started doing that, um, like especially like in turn two at High Plains. And okay. Some of the other places where, and turn eight, where he was taking, he was going in, he was turning in a little earlier than me, and making a more rounded line, and he was just. A lot faster through there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was really useful. That that streaming telemetry stuff was really cool. Nice. Yeah. 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 That's great, man. There's your second place trophy. Mm-hmm. Index of affluency award. Index of affluency, not second place. Not index second place. Affluency. Yeah. Index of affluency. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's so great. Brian and Joe were the ones who like really put the car together, and they did amazing. Um, you know, and then it was like a real, it was a, it was a real team effort and real like collaborative to like get it to the finish line of like, they were really open to my dumb ideas about strategy and, um, you know, I was sort of the one telling people to go to sleep. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, that's a role that suits you very well. Like that kind of like, uh, comms director, like. Yeah, right. like operational director. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, because I'm not – there was a lot of mechanical stuff that had to get done over the course of the weekend, and I'm not that much help with that. Um, so, you know, I could hold flashlights and right. do the thing that they tell me to do, um, <laughs> but I'm right. not going to, like, diagnose a problem. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was good to, that I – kind of found a, a little bit of a, a spot in the team other than scone chef <laughs> and uh mirror tinter yeah right yeah. right right yeah. oh i tinted the shit out of those mirrors dave <laughs> tinted the shit out of them i love it that they gave you arts and crafts projects yeah they did right they did. Okay. They, well they so remember i told you they gave me the shroud uh-huh. i was gonna say i didn't see the shroud yeah 
So they gave me the shroud to do, and then one of the things I had to pick up at Home Depot on the way to the track was um, some Velcro. Uh huh. So I brought the I brought the Velcro, and then I got there, and Joe, who's super smart and like a genius with this like streaming telemetry stuff and all that, was he's in charge of like the comms and the telemetry and all that, and he had mounted some stuff right where my shroud was supposed to go, ah, and I okay. was like. Well, I guess that's not going to work. <laughs> They're like, all right, Ian. Next, the team needs you to make one of those turkeys with your hand on a paper plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like pat my head. Good job, buddy. <laughs> no, but like, but th- this is one of the things that I absolutely love about like endurance racing, right? Because it kind of speaks to all of those roles that are best or that are filled and like just as part of a crew, you know, a driver, like all of this wonderful stuff that I think like makes up like the race team and, you know, like you telling people when to go to sleep and like you having the intelligence to like, to consider that one of the elements that needs to be managed. Right. Right. And, and then like, you get to go pass out in the back of a RAV4 where you don't have to think about shit, right? Like, yeah, everything is just taken care of for you, right? Right. You know? Well, and, you know, I, and that from the time I, like, got in the car uh, during the overnight stint till I got out of the car and through the next stint, I was, like, on. Uh Uh-huh, right. Right. So I was like, you know, helping with fuel and we were, we were like actively managing quite a lot of things and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, um, and I was in my race suit the whole time. It was already starting to get hot out, um, you know, as we approached noon. And so when we got the last driver in the car, I was finally like, you know what, I'm going to go change. Uh huh. I'll be a minute. So I went into the car and fully intending to just like change get out and i like laid down i like got my race suit off uh-huh laid down to check my phone and fucking conked out <laughs> and slept for like I don't know, a half hour 45 minutes or something okay okay but yeah it, and it because it was just like it was just like out of my hands there's nothing i can do right right the last driver's in the car right Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? Right. And then, yeah, there's nothing we're going to be able to do about it. So, um, you know, we don't, we're not going to fuel anything. We're not going to fuel anymore. So right, I don't really right. worry about that. And I can just like relax a little bit. And so I just like fell asleep, got a like nice refreshing little nap and then, and then went back for the, for the finish. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. So yeah. 13th overall third in your class index yeah. of affluency under your belt yeah that's fantastic yeah congratulations man i'm really proud of you yeah it was really fun and i i can't wait i think we're gonna try to have brian on the team owner yeah definitely the the trials and tribulations with the truck and the the mechanical stuff is is really really interesting and also i hope i get to stick with this team a little bit because i think it'd be fun to grow with them a little bit yeah yeah I felt like I drove better than I have in a while with them. Okay. 
And, um, and it gives you like uh, when you have people that are faster than you, you have the ability to drive up, right? Right. You always yeah. you always want to be around those people that are at a level beyond you to help you get there, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I was really like, you know, like crazy out like, of reach. Yeah, know? like that oh, disparity wasn't too big, right? Right, because, you know, in hindsight, the truck was only getting slower. Right, right. <laughs> as, right. as we went along. So, um, you know, I wasn't like completely like crazy, crazy off the pace or anything. Which was right, nice. right. Um, I did like, I think my fastest time was like a 227. That's awesome, man. That's great. Um, yes. And then I think the other, the two other main guys, Brian and Joe, I think they were in like the 220. To mid two twenties most of the time. I think Joe popped in like a two twenty one or something. Crazy. Great, great. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, and then Radic was the fifth driver, and he, this was his first, first twenty four hour, first time driving the truck, first time wheel to wheel. Oh wow! Okay. And first time driving at night. Wow, um, boy, just so. getting all the first done at once. He had and the first track, like he had never. He's a rally driver, so he'd never driven oh, like yeah. a proper yeah. racetrack before. So right. yeah. yeah. He had a lot to manage. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Right on. Yeah. So so like when the race was wrapping up, like you guys get the truck back on the in the trailer, like you guys are all about to go your separate ways, right? Like, you know, like everything's kind of shutting down. You're walking back to the parking lot and you see that RAV4 there that's going to take you home. Like, give me what's going through your mind. I mean, honestly, it's just I'm, I'm excited to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was excited to have a car that had, like, cruise control and, mm-hmm. you know, like, real cruise control. Right. And air-conditioned seats. Yeah. Um, and all that. Because, you know, you're, you get done and it's like a big – it's a big – adrenaline crash you know yep. especially you got a, like another boost from getting like ioe and yeah. the and the awards and everything and so it's another big like kind of up and down um so it was nice to just have something beige in my life to just like kind of right. even it all out a little yeah bit. yeah right yeah right sometimes it's good to be pedestrian right yeah, no, it was exactly what I needed. Um, it was nice and yeah, the air conditioning seats was super, super important. Nice, <laughs> nice, good sound system too. Yeah, the JBL yeah. Sound system is yeah, is really not bad. Pretty punchy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it gets let down by that infotainment <laughs> system, but the actual sound is great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, I'm really, I'm really proud of you, and I'm really thankful that uh, Drive Shop and Toyota gave us the opportunity to to spend some time with this car. And yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't be prouder of your performance out there, man. You did a great oh, job. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to crewing as as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I was really happy with how I like was in traffic and stuff. Like, it, traffic just felt fine. Like, I didn't really get too jumpy or nervous. I think it helps that the speeds are a little slower in lemons. <laughs> right. Right. Sure. Than the last race I did. So yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was fun. It was just so much fun. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. 
Oh, well, somebody, speaking of sleepy time, you need to get to bed. I need to get to bed, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we've had quite a time. They're, they're taking the, the Toyota away from me tomorrow, and they're replacing it with a Mazda Miata. So we're going to have some new adventures with that car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, but you know what? I'm going to miss the, like, the acceleration and kind of the punchiness of the RAV4. I think that's what I'm going to miss. Yeah. Again, like, I think... I think it's like, you know, we're getting hopefully some time with the Jeep in a, in a little bit too, the, the Ford yeah. seat. Like, I, the electric motor, the addition of an electric motor, like, I really come, I've really come around on the plug-in hybrid thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I, because I think that it makes, it, it makes things make sense that didn't make sense before. Does that you're exactly right. I had like that. My epiphany was driving the Chrysler Pacifica hybrid, the plug-in hybrid. When right. like that so, battery yeah. was charged up, I was like, oh shit, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Right? This changes it, right? It does. It really does. And it, it doesn't, you know, you, I think on paper it's easy. You, you, you look at it and you say like a oh, 40 miles of range, so that's nothing. Um, and to some extent that's true, but, you know, it, it really still does change the way it drives completely, sometimes for good and sometimes mostly for good, but sometimes also for bad. Like I I think, you know, the braking stuff is a little weird on a lot of these cars. Sure. Sure. Um, But it, it really does make it makes more sense than it would otherwise, you know, like there's no reason really, that anyone needs this crossover right you know? right especially you know with a luxurious small crossover is really silly right right it is um but i think with the hybrid piece it does make sense like it does it, right it, way it, more it, than it does without it yeah 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 and i i'm not entirely sh- under sure i understand why but yeah it does yeah. I will say one one funny thing at the Lemons race is um, Brian, oh, I had I had moved the car. We were like the last people out of the paddock because uh, we were all like just amazed that we were sure, sure. IOE and stuff. So we were like packing everything up and I moved the car over to get all my junk out of the paddock. Yeah. And, uh, and I put it in reverse and it makes that crazy sound. Yeah, the weird spaceship. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. The like pedestrian warning sound. Yeah, yeah. And he, I got out of the car and he was like, are you aware of the crazy shit that your car does when <laughs> you put it in the reverse? And I was like, yeah, I know. It's a brilliant strategy to make sure that pedestrians know there's a car coming by making a sound that sounds nothing like a car. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. You're you're more likely to have them look up, like if something like a spaceship is flying above them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. than to have them like be aware of their surroundings. Yeah, it's very it's very bizarre, but right. I, yeah, I yeah, um, yeah. So there's like little weird things about it, but uh, yeah, overall, I I I get it much yeah. more than I do the Rav Four in its normal guise. Right, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice, man. Nice. Well, yeah, like like I said, you know, I, I'm very thankful for, you know, Toyota and, and Drive Shop giving us the car for a week. Uh, yes. And to, because I think like it, 
like it provided good contrast to your lemons experience. And I think that makes it even more like the lemons experience, more lemonsy and the RAV4 more RAV4-y, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good, it's a serendipitous time for those two things to coincide. Yeah. 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 So yeah, absolutely. Nice, man. Nice. Well, right on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell your friends and subscribe to us on YouTube, right? Yes. Um, yes. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you liked this type of episode where we kind of, uh, dive into one specific car and maybe some experiences around it or some things that happened while we had it, let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear it. This is kind of like our first episode like this. So we'd like to hear what you think. So yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, if you, if send you, us a, send us a, a, a text, a picture of things that you see, or you can even leave us a voicemail at 720-515-1391. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, email us at, uh, apex at gmail.com and we're on the, the media's social things. Yep. Yep. Give us, give us the tweets. Yep. Send us the weird vanity plates. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. we're going to do just fine. I have some that I cannot wait to show you. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, until, until next time. Yeah. We, we really appreciate it. Okay. We love you everyone. Goodbye.